Fab Radio International dot com. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. event horizon of starburst radio the greatest radio show in the universe every wednesday 9 p.m until 11 p.m exclusive to fab radio international Welcome to Starburst Radio with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And Mr. Chris Hayes. Hey. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine, and we are bringing you the official Starburst Magazine radio show, exclusive only on Fab Radio International. And if you want to email in on tonight's show, you've got to email at studio at fabradiointernational.com. And you can also contact us on Twitter, which is... Starburst underscore mag. You see, we need a third one so Chris can say something. He can do Instagram, Instagram. one day. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. I've got no idea. <laughs> there you go. No, not, none of us do. We're all old men. Do we have Instagram? We've got Instagram. Shauna does it. Oh, yeah. oh, does but she? Yeah. she? She couldn't remember the password. If you oh, remember. my God. Don't all right, so we're locked from, out of Instagram yeah. now. Great. There's the first crisis. So, but what would we gram? I've got a follow-up. That's what they say, don't they? Yeah. Gram. Yeah. Gram it. Gram, I can't. I'm not. I, I we can't. could gram this show. Well, then we? why don't you say well, we, 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 witter stuff then? We periscoped or it one night. That was a dark disaster. Stuff. Wait, no. Sorry, Martin. What's what's Mike going? Is he having a stroke? Witter. What's witter? Stuff. Well, that's short for Twitter, isn't it? So if you're going to start hating no, stuff like gram it, well, you can witter stuff. Can't no, they tweet. Yeah. That's well, what they wheat, say. Then. Wheat. wheat. No, they don't. <laughs> well, no, because Instagram it is what you should be saying. You go into Gram it, so then you've got to start cutting Twitter yeah, tweet. And, and Facebook short, haven't you? Tweet. Mm. Tweet is what they call it. I know, yeah. That's that's the short Oh, that's though. short for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. It took a good. While. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Yeah, we've done well on we'll, Twitter. We're going to describe MySpace to you next. <laughs> I've heard it's not doing that well. You know, under increased uh, competition. And, and next week we're going to go on Bebo. Oh, that was it. I was trying to remember what it was then. Bebo, yeah. That. I don't even remember that. You know, Justin Timberlake bought MySpace a couple of years back. I didn't Your know space. That. Right. My, not MySpace. Well, what's he no. done with it then? Uh, they, they made it all slick and sexy. But it was horrible. Last time I went on, nobody went on it, did they? Nobody. Like, I, I toyed with it for a little while. I yeah. thought, oh, should this be my social? platform because, because of choice nobody else yeah. is doing it yeah exactly yeah then no one will bother me something the sale of myspace has got to be the best timing 
in history of anything ever. Yeah, you're probably because right. Because the, the, it was sold, and before it even got chance to, uh, to get the first month's interest on that whopping mega million pound deal, it had gone, hadn't it? Yeah. It just disappeared. Facebook had gone, bye bye. Wonder what Tom's doing now. Oh, well, there you go. That used to annoy me. What that, if you that, don't? That, well, you don't want to be friends with Tom. No, you have and to be friends on, with Tom. Yeah, he was on. He was. It was part of the code, wasn't it? You mm. had him as your follower. He was the real fella, though. I know he's a real fella. I know that because they had to pay someone to buy it, didn't they? And that was Tom. Oh, I wonder what's happened to him. That's Who cares? I think. <laughs> Moving on. I think he's outside near the cash till outside <laughs> the building. Okay. Won't be surprised you know, with that. On, with that look. Yeah. Side on. Looking a bit sad. Well, we got a complaint to start with. Oh, goody. So we'll get it out of the way. And it, uh, it's, it's for not, last week. It's not a complaint, it's a comment. It's a it's constructive criticism. Mm. Friendly constructive criticism. Can't, just before we get into the complaint, because I can't wait it's for that. It's not a complaint, actually. Uh, why don't we invite people to uh, tweet in or yeah. gram in yeah. their opinions on uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? Yeah. Which opened last week. We're going to be reviewing it in about 20 minutes. 20? Oh, yeah. right. Ten. Oh, yeah, we've well, got a break though. Better go and uh, about write some notes down. <laughs> it were <Anyway>. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, go on. Right, well, complaint here we go. time. Here we go. It's not complaint. It's it, as you say. Claire seems like a nice lady. Claire in Newcastle says, "Hi lads, love the show. Great to have you boys back on air. Even better now that young Chris is injecting a bit of positivity into things." Yeah. There you go. It's not so young. You're letting this is hey, something cheeky. <laughs> I guess this is something you never really want in a letter about something you've been doing. But it says your lengthy paedophilia discussion last week was interesting. <sighs> I, I'm a big James Gunn fan and have been since Sliver etc. Back in the day, this whole thing with his old tweets is confusing. Sure, they were in bad taste. But if you think of stuff that he was doing back then, PG, porn, etc., he was always a guy who liked to push buttons. I've heard a lot of people say that, Claire, by the way, and everybody else that's listening, but I'll comment on that in a minute. You can imagine I will have something to say at the end of this. Um, does that make him a paedophile? I'm not convinced yet, but you're not convinced of him not being either. I'm just adding that to it. Your discussion was particularly interesting in light of the fact that for months and months, not so long ago, you guys, Mike and Martin, so you can stand in the good boy corner <laughs> yeah. because you're uh, apparently a paragon of positivity that's, that's not me. involved but, in this sort of shit. But you know what? Right? They didn't know that he was writing all that material. Oh, oh don't even <laughs> joke about this. What have I told you, you about this? Because that. people believe this kind of stuff. I knew that I'd set him off the minute you said it. I was waiting. That's why I do it. Right. Oh, my God. Uh, it wasn't so long ago that you guys, Mike and Martin, thought that making jokes about Jimmy Savile and paedophilia every week was hilarious. Yeah, you, you. You did it in every show, and then it inexplicably stopped. I don't miss these jo- those jokes, to be honest. Put, puts you guys in a similar place as Mr Gunn, I reckon, except he did apologise. What do you say? Okay. Oh, here we right. go. Right, well, here we go. Buckle I'm, up. I'm going to, yes, Jeez. just a sec. Right. What uh, I've got to say about this, I'm going to be. I'm, I appreciate you listening to the show and you sound ace. So that's for starters. So anything that I'm saying now is is not personal. I'm just literally going to explain how things are. For starters, the Jimmy Savile jokes. The there was somebody emailing in and they were emailing in as the ghost of Jimmy Savile. Now, if you listen to those shows, I would totally understand if you thought that that was some cheeky gag that we did. 
And we thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if the ghost of Jimmy Savile emailed in every week? But no, we know strange people, and that was a genuine email we got every week. We got a lot of emails over the years of people that were playing all sorts of characters and doing all sorts of stuff. And sometimes, you know, I've been neglectful and I've read them out. Now, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, and and every time, every time. No, there are one or two that have not read out. We addressed and you this really, last week. Really, really wouldn't want me to read them out. I, I but I admit that well, I'm that part way through. Well, that sounded sinister, didn't it? Am, that sounded very pointed as well. I am part way about through you. reading. Was it about me? Was, no, not about you. It's about things. I've had people right. saying horrible things because I've said something about guns on another show or something. You know, you get Americans emailing in. What the James the and show. Sean? What? Guns. Oh, no. No? Oh, my God. Don't. See, I didn't even get that then. I didn't even get that You one. mean, right, I'm okay. too slow tonight. <laughs> so, anyway, putting, cutting a long story <sighs> short, we'll get back into this. Trying right. to inject some positivity. Last week, because we're going to do this quickly and then we're going to move on. Cause I you don't promise. Want another, I don't want another no. show about this, right? And and the, the problem is... Here, here, here's the thing. The show last week was not me having a go or saying absolutely categorically that um, that James Gunn was a paedophile. I said that from what I read that I found a lot of what he said extremely dodgy. And my main thrust from last week was that there is this groundswell of support that has actually since last week's show reached its zenith now with the cast all signing a uh, letter saying please reinstate James Gunn love the Guardians of the Galaxy the entire cast at, at basically holding Disney to an emotional ransom now my point was this I've read there are two lots of stuff that is that's leaked out the first lot is the superficial stuff that you can easily find by searching but when I've read some of the stuff that doesn't seem to be being discussed and I cannot believe that these people reading some of this stuff about what he said he will do in detail to young boys under the age of 14 would convince the average person to go even if they are left-wing love his politics hate right-wingers that are the ones that have caused all this discussion would jump to his defence easily I would have at best said well look everybody's got to learn the lesson and I'm sure in time he'll be alright and it's 10 years ago and he's done nothing since but still I don't think that these people have read the worst of what he's said and I had read it and I found it difficult to reconcile and believe me if I, it was on this show we've seen and heard everything and if we're shocked by anything, any of us that's a problem. Now when you go on to uh, this Jimmy Savile thing, yeah, you're saying it stopped inexplicably. It stopped inexplicably because at a certain point we were chatting about this and turning him into a figure of ridicule. And, and, and to be honest, you, you're actually saying that, that I'm worse than James Gunn because Martin did a pretty shit Jimmy Savile impersonation on this show and that I would discuss paedophilia. No, they you will not find anything online where I'm discussing anally raping a young boy. And when you do, I'm happy to apologise for that and I will apologise profusely and I'm happy to leave the magazine and leave the show at that point because you won't find that. Are, are we irreverent? Yeah. Uh, do we sometimes misjudge humour? Yeah, and people do. Now, the Jimmy Savile stuff, we just stopped because... 
I felt, and Martin and everybody involved, thought, yeah, you know, this the the emails that are coming in, they we can't. It was misjudged to read them out, and there you go. And that's me saying that was uh, a mistake, and we just stopped doing it. Now, are we going to be good little boys? No. Are we going to say stuff that's going to offend people? Absolutely. But we're not going to discuss raping young people, and that's that's the difference. So, are we in the similar? Am I? or us lot, all of us collectively in a similar place as Mr Gunn. I don't think so, Claire, really, you know, and I love the fact that you've you've wrote in and said that. So that's how I honestly feel about that. And, and I'm happy to receive a bit of uh, criticism like that because, as you say, you said there that that wasn't really great and we stopped doing it. But, my God, there is a big gap between the two. And I still stand by what I said last week. They're these people that are standing by what he said because it's 10 years ago, sometimes time isn't a big enough barrier when you've gone over a certain line. You cannot... OK, he's not been caught doing the stuff that he's talking about doing, but he goes into details in, in a really disturbing way. And I'm left-wing, very left. I'm left-wing of him. So I'm not some right winger that's offended by him and I'm just got an axe to grind. I don't care what anybody says. But when you start coming out with this sort of weird crap, and what I said last week is the truth. It was done in such a twee, throwaway manner that it, it it's disturbing to me. And that's all I've got to say on it. That's it. Okay. Have we anybody else got anything? To say? No, absolutely no. not. No. 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 Okay. So onwards and sideways martin had something didn't you this is the least appropriate <laughs> oh well okay i've got some i've got a bit of news do a quick bit of news you can, then, i'd then just I like to this. point out if you were about to do any type of rude no innuendo or gag then no not yeah, at all you you're handing me to the lions not at all Go on, man. <laughs> I, let him do a bit of news then i can do this because this is about involving people listening as well so, okay. so we'll go from paedophilia into uh, a classic uh, children's show now uh, it's announced today that they're rebooting alf oh. isn't that fantastic guys are they going to reissue the pogs who's going to do the puppet then <laughs> same guy Paul okay. Fusco okay. is involved. Yeah, original that, writer. Surprise! Fancy being able to get the original guy back. It, Anyone would think that he'd just been sat there in a trailer park somewhere. Oh, I got, no, got no. Has, has, has he this... got a loan for it as well? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I get that. What do you mean? To if get you... it going again. Oh, a loan. A loan. Yeah. Crisis loan. Are you DSS? Or Wait. Are you guys seriously saying that you didn't watch Alf when you were? Little. Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. When, when you were, we little, were little in 1986. Yeah. I was young then. Was you? Yeah. <laughs> Once. I was. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, it's just broke that uh, they've been long talking about getting it going again. Yeah, since 1986. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was actually, uh, it, it, was, it was binned off in 1990. Oh, Oh, Did you hear that subtle can opening then? It's only... <laughs> we were trying to do it when he was laughing. It's only a tango. Don't worry. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> Diet. You know, oh, actually, God. you know, all my shit baseball cards, my trading cards that you, you wind me up about. Yeah. What about Batman ones? That you won in episode missing. one. Yeah. That have loads missing. Yeah. <laughs> only bugger. four. Four know, were missing. Know you know what? I like your lost DVDs that you lent out. And now... Graham. <laughs> You know what? Back. 
as, as never we seen anyone more upset than covered in pubes. As we look at the end yeah. of physical media itself, right? Yeah. I can yeah. actually look forward to never having to go through the stress of loaning a DVD or a Blu-ray to somebody. Because my God, well, I've never bought that. Do they my... can't, can they? No, they can't. They can't. It off you. No, they can't. That would be kind of nice though if you could uh, like get your dig- digital copy and you know throw it over to somebody and no, they should they've... be able to send a temporary link for exactly. like seven days. Yeah, and then not... if they don't watch it, tough. Brilliant. We should have mentioned called, that. That's called torrenting. <laughs> It's no, so... <laughs> no, Amazon and what have you. Yeah, mm, yeah. Oh, I, you're sharing passwords. You mean? That's not what goes on. That well. Oh right, right. Here's a something. lot of people do share Netflix passwords though. Yeah, well, you're allowed a certain number of viewers, you? ain't you? Yes, you are. Oh, are you? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's down to about four now. Yeah. However, it'll be down to. I do know somebody when, when they're in full swing Netflix, yeah. won't it? I do know somebody who. Um, um, Got Netflix when it was first released, yeah, and they, it had no cap right. on there, yeah, and so far he's shared it with about thirty people. See, it's over that. thirty devices. You think they'd have I've got sense, it on two you? devices, yeah, in front of me. You'd think they'd have more sense, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? But they didn't know back then. I get that. Yeah, Actually, it's probably still dial-up speed at that point. It's wonderful. What do you mean? Though, well, <laughs> I mean, when it first that. came out, oh remember? no, it was fine. Yeah. It was rubbish. No, no, so, it was fine. Do you know what? My prediction, I think Love Film is going to actually win out in the end. <laughs> yeah. I think well, it's playing a long game. Well, Love Film became Amazon Prime. We did. Right, okay. Martin's correct on that one. Well, it still might come out of that. And, uh, just, I, know, I think me and Sean were the only so. ones that were still getting physical media off them. Uh, no, I've got a couple of friends who, well. still, who still use it. Yep. They still they, do it they st- oh, it's still they, there. I thought they fully integrated it's, it. It's hanging on. They've probably got one employee <laughs> in a massive warehouse. Sending a disc And an email comes. Yeah. <laughs> and they what don't, a job. They don't have a load of uh, discs. They just get the ones that have been returned from Amazon and pop them up and send them that. Yeah. So have any of you got your Love Film memories? Or are you still with Love Film? And are you looking forward to the end of physical media? <laughs> just so you don't have to go through the trauma. Of lending it to somebody. It oh, sound, I've got. I it hope, sounds grumpy though. That you know that what? Sounds so grumpy. I've been on the other end of that as well. Yeah. I've just realised I borrowed *The Living Dead* at Manchester Morgue. Yeah. Off my friend Naomi. Yeah. About seven years ago, and I yeah. still have it. Yeah. Have you watched there it? There you go, because this shows no. that it's you not actually inconsiderate. It's not. That's it's just awful. Human that nature. is awful. We forget. Yeah. We forget. So what's the longest outstanding <laughs> DVD box set yeah. you've got or whatever? What have you borrowed and not given back and how long ago was it? And uh, what's the worst state you've ever received a uh, borrowed DVD? Because you were just talking about that lost box set, weren't you? That yeah, I, I, got, I got a DVD old back without staff the member. case because the case had gone missing. Unbelievable. Uh, that was That was okay. Just give the disc back. I yeah. once got True Romance, True Romance back, and it was uh, I opened it, and there was a load of soil inside, <laughs> and she, it looked like it had oh been God. stamped on. And I asked her, "What? What? Yeah. What? What's happened with this?" Yeah. And she's just like, "Why? What do you mean?" Well, they oh. think it was people, pristine. They think people won't 
bother. Because other people are, some people are not people that bothered. Care, as long they? as it's there and they can watch it, it's a functional item to them, no. not some precious collectible item. No. And that's the difference. That's why when you lend it to just somebody who casually goes to cinema once a month and likes movies, uh, but does other stuff, and they're not a movie buff, whatever, they... It doesn't matter to them if the box is a bit tattered. I think once matter. a month is very generous, to be honest. You've just described your average movie fan at that point, mm. haven't you? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how often an average person goes to the cinema. Well, let's, no idea. again, throw it out there. Yeah, but there's no one average listening no. to this show. That's, That's fair the problem. Enough. Oh, OK. You see, yeah. there's the no, problem yeah, 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 yeah. No, so you, you've, got me. To, yeah. you've got to have a certain... Yeah. I don't want to say bent, yeah. but you've got to be sort of yeah. Believe me, the a few, certain mindset. The few normal people who come across this show by accident very quickly send a shitty email yeah. complaining <laughs> about everything that's yeah. going on. Why are you playing yeah. classical music? Yeah. You know. So is that enough of a uh, enough of a buffer uh, yeah. created now, so you bu- can go into your good. thing? We've not mentioned paedophiles in. Uh, te- oh, I've done it again. See what I mean? So you can't do that now. You just a box. We need a box. Like a swear box. He like was Luke promised Cage a box. You were promised a box. It's coming, don't worry. So, I was promised a box. What I've got to say now is we are going to go to the break and we're going to be back. And we have got one of our main writers a here. A special guest. Yes, he's going to pop in and take Martin's chair for about 20 minutes. And we're going to, all three of us, going to review Mission Impossible Fallout. You've heard commercials where people tell you what they thought about a movie. Listen to what an entire audience had to say about visiting hours. This is not a trick. The screams you are hearing are the actual audience reaction to a sneak preview of visiting hours. A film so frightening you may never recover. Visiting hours. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. I listen to FabRadioInternational.com. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got a guest that we're going to introduce in a minute, a very special guest who's not... I don't mean like special as in like Donald Trump doing impersonations of people. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, a, you're, not, special you're not going like to get him. an impression out of me. Well, why don't we introduce him now? No, because we've got emails to do. And oh, that you're building, building suspense? I am, yeah, I am. Oh, and then okay. they go, who is this masked man? Uh, right, yeah. okay. <laughs> like that, yeah. Um, Oleg Lots Brown is saying, hi, Mike. Hope you're all good. It, it all is good in your world. I spoke to a friend of mine about one of your shows, The Mancunian Candidates. To explain, I'm based in Chicago and we are setting up a new community online station covering all the colours in the rainbow. We'd love if you could give yourselves uh, permission to rebroadcast your candidate show. Right, well, we, me and Paul will get back to you tomorrow and we'll have a chat about that. Um, and both of us will sort it out with you. That's all cool. Um, that and, and congratulations. And can I say I wish you all the best because anybody getting involved in radio is nothing but a good thing. Loss is saying, hi, Mike and Martin. Just wanted to say, wasn't that a rape victim on the front of your last magazine? 
bit dodgy if you ask me. Right, Chris, I I am trying to move on from this. That is a genuine email that's just come in. There it is. Yeah. And it was he, that 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 was a rape victim. Oh, dude, come on, man. Yeah, but, but it's from a classic movie. From I spit well, on your God, grave. I, can't, I feel even dirty saying we that. Can't get I've out never of this. seen I spit on your we, grave. We can't get out of this. We can, can't get out of this. Can we're, we ask? I guess trapped. whether they've seen I spit on your grave. Have you seen I spit on your grave, I mystery man? I actually haven't. <laughs> Introduce right. him for right. God's sake. Right. Out of this. This is Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kieran Moore, and he has been with the magazine pretty much from get-go. He's one of our first interns who then became one of our top writers. He's been with us through Thick and Thin, been at the film festivals and give us support. And he's a filmmaker in his own right, and we even had a trailer at the last film festival for his movie. In fact, g- give it a plug, Kieran. So the film I'm working on is called Spectrum, and it's about Manchester's gay village highlighting... A, a host of different sexualities and gender identities is the uh, the kind of uh, pretentious pitch for it. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, over one night, telling lots of different stories about different characters. There's a bit of sort of uh, genre stuff in there, in that one of the characters is a vampire. Whoa. Sketch about a, uh, a vampire who uses grinder to find people whose blood to suck. I love it. That's and awesome. That is a really good idea. I saw a tweet go out the other day. You're looking for people uh, for the new short uh, feral, is it? New yes. segment. Oh, have they yeah. got to be dead? You said. Wait, or what? have they got to be able to play people. dead or something? I don't know. Where did that? No. I don't know. Oh God, it must be somebody else's. He's been on the dark web again. <laughs> Very dark web. <laughs> from, just, from just looking at corpses. We are looking for live actors at the moment, um, and there's going to be another. Another call going out soon for extras for a scene we've got coming up. Um, Anything for me and Mike? I, I, I don't think it's going to be your thing. It's it's a slightly uh, go on. It's, it's a little bit of a raunchy scene. Um, oh, have you done I, raunch before, Mike? I, I, I'm too I'm too knackered for that <laughs> these days. Uh, to be honest, so I mean, what it kind was of a, raunch? I mean, it was in a tent at the weekend. That yeah. was quite outside my comfort zone. It's better than you pitching a tent, though, isn't it? Yeah. No. You, no. 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 You're not having. No. 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 <laughs> I'd meant in it. Forget it. Forget I've, it. I've, that that I... died. Kieran gets it. He's anyway. So go on, <laughs> Kieran. Yes. So we're we're doing a scene set in an orgy, which is uh, a very last minute addition to the script. We were. Um, it's an interesting one because we we had all the scripts and all the films planned out. Right. And then my co-producer Abigail and I were. At our old university for a, a kind of a, no for for an alumni event, and we met one of our old lecturers, Duncan Petrie, Scottish guy, and like within five minutes of meeting up with him, he was he was saying, "Oh, the problem with student films today is that they're just not sexy enough. No one does any student erotica. Like I've been Whoa. working at this university for like seven years, and no one's done any sex scenes. So we thought we need to make an orgy scene." Um, you do realise that this show is just digging deeper and deeper into Martin's the same hole. Martin's got to be freaking out right now. Yeah. Because as, as much as he's, uh, you know, we need him to defend I Spit on Your Grave because I don't think we can. Uh, yet, on the other hand, he's kicking off about your statement before about James Gunn. Now we've got Kieran uh, talking, banging on about student orgies. Yeah, my God. It's slowly becoming a different show, isn't it? It's 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 very sex positive. There's no, no, <laughs> no pedophilia. I, I, no, oh. None of that. Oh, God. 
none of those things that I'm not meant to talk about. Okay. Right. Well, you, start talking about the vampires again, please. Um, well, it's, is that the? I think that's the segment? end of his no, plug. The, that, the vampire it? one's been done. That was yeah. that suck. Um, oh God. So well, let me that, finish right, the okay. emails yeah, off, yeah, and then we'll do the. I thought we'll it would be a good idea to we're... go over to Kieran because <laughs> yeah. he's usually the yeah. sensible one. But yeah. no, no, no. Everybody seems to have the same shovel this evening. Holly's saying, "Are you all a bit drunk tonight? As you seem a bit giddy." No, do you know what? We, I'm not going to lie and say we've not done this show drunk. <laughs> Occasionally, it has happened, and it, it's happened on a occasion. Bit. And yeah. I did it on medication the other week, and that was probably the biggest disaster of all time. That no, we're all just we're just having a bit of a laugh and sort of calming down. I heard the levels on my mic weren't high enough, so I've I've turned them up. So maybe you'll all be able to hear us a bit better. But other than that, no, we're just having a nice time. James B was saying it sounds like there's a football team in here. No, there's only three of us. It's just that my levels weren't very high, so I've turned them up anyway. But thanks for listening in, as always. And and my God, we're going to try and give you a good show for the rest of it, James. Don't you worry. And uh, Paul Ripley's saying hello. He says, see, see you tomorrow. We're doing, a, we're doing a show tomorrow. That's good. And then I can talk to him about the other email that we just got. And if you're listening, Paul, that's a good email, wasn't it? About the Mancunian candidates. So there you go. Right. Oleg Brown saying, oh... Wait a minute. Yeah, he's uh, he's talking about the Mancunian candidates, but I'll I'll just say yeah, uh, he's he's saying um, crude nationalistic policies and uncouth persona were uh, the only problems the European allies might wait, cope wait, wait, in wait, wait, recent wait. months. He's jettisoned experienced advisors. You're in his on belief. the Starburst radio I know. Show I'm just tonight. trying to make Oleg feel like he's he's welcome though. Well, what about uh, the rest of the yeah, listeners? Trump has moved from difficult oh, partner God. to potential enemy, and that's it. And I will deal with that on that show. So, Oleg, boom, and and we'll deal with stuff. Anyway, we are now going to talk about a movie. We've got 10 minutes to talk about Mission Impossible Fallout, which is number six, six. in the Mission Impossible series. And it's a TV show I used to worship. I thought it was great. I always used to think that it was as potent as Star Trek, Doctor Who. I loved it. you got a team of people that you could swap out uh, guest stars in, but you'd have the same core. And you'd go and you'd con or convince somebody to um, give up secrets or defeat some evil government in some fictional Middle Eastern country. Every week um, you had Leonard Nimoy and Martin Landau and uh, you also had um, the guy that looks like Leslie Nielsen playing Jim Phelps, who uh, was the leader. John Voight? No, that's the guy who played him in the movies and then they turned him into a complete traitor. Oh, like watching yeah. Star Trek The Motion Picture and James Kirk betrays them all and kills them. Yeah. You know, it's quite weird. That, that, but didn't, that didn't go down well with the Mission Impossible purists, it, it didn't, did it? but then the Mission Impossible movies got themselves a massive, wide, mainstream sort of audience. Well, once so they got over like the John me, Woo chapter, yeah. That was a misfire. Is I mean, that the everyone's first, worst, by it's the way? Everybody's worst worst. entry. Mm-hmm. Two or three. There were one or two good oh things God. in it. You oh, can't hate right. three, Kieran. That's, that's, that's some good it. stuff. I just think it's kind of boring, whereas at least the John Woo one. Do you know the John Woo one? What I can't, I can't forgive the John Woo one because it didn't have the recreation of the 1960s credit sequence. It's the only one that hasn't got it. I bet it had doves though, didn't it? It had all sorts in it. I can't. I I mean, I like the bit where oh, he got his message from a pair of Ray Bans that he then threw away and they exploded. You know, 
I, I just didn't like that film. There was something about it. it. It didn't have any of the feel of the Mission Impossible TV series or that movie. I thought the first movie was great. I couldn't believe in the first movie that they they literally had a credit sequence from the 1960s recreated on at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. And that got me on side. So, and I've got to say, it's got one of the most iconic theme tunes of any TV show ever made. Absolutely. It's right up there. The only one I like slightly more than that is The Man from Uncle. And that's why I was so disappointed they didn't use that in the the uh, movie version with Cavell. Oh, which, Cavell. Which links us with this. Right. And how did you... I know you, you went on about it last week. You really do not like this guy, do you? Henry Cavill. I get the but, impression that he's a bit of a bellend but, because he he, ta- he does interviews and he relaxes and then you get to see the real him for about five minutes and it's pretty minging. But how did you think his performance went in this in Fallout? Well, because he was playing, he was method acting, wasn't it? Method acting? I yeah. thought he was goofy it, it was, as hell in Fallout. He was Fallout. playing a, a fucking bit of a bellend, wasn't he? Let's not go in, this isn't a spoiler... He, at the beginning, even in the immediate scenes in that, you you're thinking, oh, he's a bit of a dick. You were meant yeah, to. Sure. Yeah, sure. There you go. You know, he's, he's, anyway. he's at odds with uh, Ethan Hunt. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Kieran's the guest, and he needs to have prime time. Okay. So, right. so, so far, what have you felt about the series so far, and did this live up to it? I think it's been a very sort of disparate series. I. My impression of the first four is that they're all very, very different films. Um, but where, whereas they've with Rogue Nation, the last one, bringing Christopher McQuarrie on board, I felt like it, that was the strongest one of the series yet. And oh. it was probably, I thought it was the right decision to bring him back. Um, and it, it's kind of an odd series because when, when there isn't a Mission Impossible film out, I don't think oh, I really want to watch a Mission Impossible film. I, I never tell <laughs> yeah. anyone it's my favourite series. Yeah. But when when there's one out, I suddenly remember. Oh, these are really good films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my personal favourite. I I see these very much like James Bond movies now. I I look forward to these like I used to look forward to a Bond movie, where it, it's got practical effects. Oh right, there's some CGI. We all know that Tom Cruise wasn't on all them bike scenes in Wait, that movie. What? I because I, do, one I, just, two I just read constantly that he does all his own stunts. He's not they going to drive a bike bikes. at 120 miles an hour around the Champs Elysees. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But it looked like it did, and that's all you can ask. But there's a lot of practical effects now. In that, what I I loved in um, that my favourite is Ghost Protocol because it had the best stunt scene I've ever seen in my life on that skyscraper. Yeah, beautiful. It, I couldn't believe well. yeah. it. I was. Yeah. It actually made me feel a bit nauseous. It was. It was that big because they that film the shot where it was in normal sixteen nine and then it had pop to a weird, you know, a well, weird the IMAX ratio. Yeah, isn't it? IMAX that, ratio had filled the screen just it's almost for the like massive four, three. stunts. Yeah, four yeah. three. Yeah, massive, and you felt like you were going to fall into the screen at some points. It was great. Now I love that, but last the this one. My favourite bit, I think, was a fight in a toilet. 
that took about eight minutes. It was incredible. Two two of them were the the main two, and you've already established that Ethan Hunt is a hard ass. He's as hard as it comes. Um, he's uh, Henry Cavill is is easily playing uh, somebody who's who's quite similarly tough and rough and ready. And then all they've got to do is get a mask made of some guy, inject him with something so he passes out, and then they take his place. This guy is an afterthought, so they go to do the injection, and it turns out he's harder than both of them put together, and yeah. he starts kicking the shit out of them. And and the scene where he puts Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise's character, through a wall is is stunning. It reminded me of the choreography in, uh, uh, and I wonder if there's any parallel crossover there uh, of the raid. Mm. Yeah, it was it was that brutal. It was that raw. You yeah. can't, you you did you you felt the exhaustion on yeah. on everybody, didn't you? Especially yeah. Cruz, because Henry Cavill plays the the like a much younger uh, version of uh, like that agent, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah. and it, you can you comparing the two, you see an Ethan Hunt like just really burning out quite quite quickly yeah. in some of these stunts, but yeah. just powering through, and I love that. I just, I just liked it. I mean, it, it reminded me there was a James Bond film, the first one that Tim Dalton did. There was a scene in it where the living daylights and the biggest fight scene in it was um, that it didn't involve Bond at all. It, it, there was a guy called Necros. He was a henchman of the bad, big bad guy. He was dressed as a milkman, came in this MI6 safe house, uh, an agent, a common garden agent didn't even know his name he was just a step up from an extra with like two lines yeah and he just got um he they got in a fight in a kitchen that took place at five minutes they're all battering each other with frying <laughs> pans and stuff and that was my favorite bit i love it when there's a fight scene that just kicks off and it's visceral for and you're not expecting it yeah yeah and that's the toilet one. I wasn't expecting. They've shown bits in the trailer. It looked like Ethan Hunt was fighting Cavill's character Walker. It's, it absolutely yeah. did. And yeah. they and played I us. They played that. us yes. with yeah. that. They played us because more, please, they, more they were that. actually both fighting this absolutely anonymous character that yeah. had one line. Because yeah. much as we all kind of like, uh, I'm sure we all agree, we tend to like uh, withdraw from trailers now to protect that experience when you actually go and see the movie. I usually do, like, one trailer and then I'm done on everything. Unless you're hosting a TV show or a radio show where you've got to review these things. Yeah. None Wait. of the twists were in the trailers. <laughs> what do you mean? To, to well, trailer. we have to we watch... Don't... Tra- well, no. we do. We no, do we talk, don't. We always talk about trailers on I'm not. That's, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. I've told you this before. I do yeah. one trailer Kieran and then I'm done. talking about trailers uh, on he, air. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does. Well, I used to watch yeah. everything, and it yeah. used to ruin movies. You used to be obsessive, yeah. Yeah, well, don't be so selfish. You're supposed oh, wait, to wait, have wait, ruined now. We've, this is your first appearance on the show. You're already giving me grief. Well, yeah. This is what we it's do. It's a rite of passage, Chris. Oh, my dear. I, but I don't need to go down that passage. He I've been does. down that passage. He does. He's building his confidence as a radio host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See? yeah. I'm not here as some whipping boy. Well, let's not no, get back to that. Yeah, I thought no, we're both here for that. No. True. Hmm. Anyway, Kieran, well, go on. You wrote the official review in Starburst magazine, and it got eight out of ten. What was your expected? Um, I mean, I was expecting it to be pretty good, and yeah. it lived up to my expectations. Uh, I That's think good. it's it's just a good, confident action movie. You, I think at this point in the series, you know what you're getting. You're getting Tom Cruise being charming and hanging off something that's very high up. 
Oh, yeah. And you're getting Simon Pegg running around saying, he's in a helicopter. Oh, my God, why is he in a helicopter? Mm. There's yeah. another helicopter. Oh, You, you really do have a point there. I, did, I don't want... He's not James Corden yet, is he? Hey, now... However... I am I not a fan of James Corden. I've, I've made some very... Uh, Shameful jokes about that guy. I deliberately built this link up, by the way. And then I saw Ocean's Eight, and I uh, hold my hands up. He was he was brilliant in that. But really? have you yeah. seen what links uh, Corden with Mission Impossible? Uh, no, 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 I don't. Right, well, well, Tom Cruise got yeah. him as a publicity stunt for the movie to do a massive skydive from 25,000 feet on okay. the on the show the late show is it yeah. and he uh, and he basically made him jump out of a plane and they've jumped out of a plane together to promote the movie right yeah mm. and uh, he didn't he didn't look that well actually <laughs> and but did he come across okay he didn't no maybe he came maybe across I've been as a, a little as, unfair no to because over i the saw years. the i saw the one where he did the carpool karaoke with with uh, george uh, not george harrison because he's dead um, sorry paul. Uh, paul mccartney and they went to the pub right next to fab cafe liverpool where it was the um, the philharmonic right. and did and that's where they all said when there was a famous interview with John Lennon what do you miss about being famous what do you miss about your old life and he said having a few pints at the Philly with them they all used to hang out in that pub so he just turned up in the afternoon and did a gig there but Corden is just so god ass licking brown nosing nauseating very when he syrupy, does this he is yeah. and he, it's like he, he's, when, when he did the skydive it was good fun to watch but Equally, it was a case of, oh, I'm with Tom Cruise and you're not. Ha, 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 I've made it. But then uh, there did was a the bit of uh, mask slip slightly when he realised it? Yeah, all right, okay, that's I great. I feel so. Yeah. You have to watch it, it's interesting. It's not that long and you'll see it. And anyway, you know what? That's not even that big anymore, yeah? I, I've been and done uh, fighter jet combat with Colette over the desert in, in bloody planes and passed out and nearly died. That's that's nothing skydiving now. You know what you need? What the next thing is? Halo jumping. What's that? It's where you go in a suit and then you fly all the way down. Like the sequence about... in Fallout? No, no, no. Okay. no. In, in Die Another Day, James oh. Bond movie where you go all the way down and you're about Yes. 500 feet from the ocean and then you uh, pop your shoe and then it just breaks you enough that you just go bang into the uh, into the water. Oh, no, I'm alright, thanks. Yeah, but imagine it because you're literally going all the way down to earth and then at the last minute it stops you, yeah? Mm. No? Does it though? Oh, well, well, no, a lot of people do die doing it, exactly, to be honest. Yeah. I know, yeah. but at least if you're going to say you want to do all this stuff, do that. Halo jumping. No, I didn't say I wanted to yeah. do anything. I didn't. I mean, I'm, do, I don't I'm just saying do. that they I don't even do... drive. Yeah. Do you know what do. I want to see? I want to see the follow-up where Corden turns up and gets Tom Cruise and then goes, all oh, right, we're going to, uh, we're, we're going Halo jumping now, Tom. And Tom's going, oh, no. Like that. That'd be good. Nah, Cruise is up for anything, clearly. He's not up for Halo jumping. Why? How he do you know get, that? No one, no one would be. I want to do it. No, Cruise would do it think, in a heartbeat. I don't think he would. Anything for his art. I'll do it with him. I'll do it with him. 
everyone impressed with the cruise? He gets a bad rap, doesn't he? I really do feel for the well, guy. Well, you have to okay. ignore yeah, this mm-hmm. stuff because we know politics now. We didn't used to know that John Wayne was an arsehole who didn't like black people, but we still liked his movies because you didn't get to hear enough about them views. You you didn't hear... you. I didn't know enough about Clint Eastwood's politics and I thought I he was don't. a hero of mine growing up. Oh, you, you don't want to know about his politics. You have to divorce the two. You have to. What about James Gunn? You have to divorce the two. He's more. I'm more left wing than him, but I can't go along with. St- that's the opposite. Where politically, politically, I'm absolutely on his side. But what he actually does, I'm not happy with. You know, it's weird, isn't it? Like maybe we should get Gunn to direct the next one. Next what? Mission Impossible. All right. Okay. Yeah. He will. He'll be fine at the end of this. I don't think he will. He will be. He will be. He'll get. He'll get work, and he'll be fine. He'll recover, even if Disney don't get him back on. I think That's he can thing. go back to his trauma level. Yeah, he might. Type he stuff, might, you know, and then build up. No, he'll, right. Guardians of the Galaxy is a massive movie, and he'll always be the director Super. of that movie, and he'll always have the kudos in that, and be able to do panels and do stuff. Do, stop crying for James Gunn. He's going to be fine. I'm not even sure keeping it on is the right decision just for the films. Like The second Guardians of the Galaxy, it wasn't great. It was weak. He was right for the first one, but mm-hmm. he was running out of ideas by the second See, I like some of the bits of that, but I'm a fan of that. some of the characters in it, and it skewed my judgment. I'm aware it's probably not as good as I think it is, but I did like, I did like the music a lot. And I love the fact they did that disco song to go out with, with... Um, with uh, Hasselhoff. Your friend, the Hoff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, he was nice. <laughs> he was nice to me. He treated me better than my ex-wives. Did you ever hear that episode? No, I, I didn't. I've... I, it's, uh, I, It's infamous. the one that we're talking about where I maybe could have been in a better state doing the show and then I couldn't remember who I'd interviewed. Is and that I when went, you it's that, that guy. Love of sci-fi thing. Yep. <laughs> oh man, it was, it was anyway, a tough one. Anyway, back to Mission Impossible. We're, we're about it's an two interesting mi- franchise, isn't it? Because yeah. like, like listening to you uh, saying that you know Rogue Nation and Fallout are your, are your favourites. I think everybody's got different ones. It's, this is my point because mm. I do. And you said um, Mission Impossible Three was your least favourite, and that's the one in- that got me interested that in one, the first that place. That one was seen as the Abrams. one that rescued the franchise because people hated the second well, one. I, I thought it was absolute mm. garbage mm. and I, I was an early mm. a Woo supporter as well. The yeah. killer, hard-boiled, you know, I saw those yeah. round the corner at the corner house. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, you know, uh, explored his back catalogue. And, you know, I'd, every time I say something like that, I, I anticipate Martin a little titter. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. He's not here. When he's not I'm, here, it's I'm weird, isn't it? Like, okay. <laughs> and it's weird when he's not here and that's not going on. But it's, my God, you know. Wu's Hollywood career was just abysmal. Because he did, he was where he needed to be and then you plucked him out of his comfort zone and you tried to get him to conform. The whole genius of him was he didn't give a shit. Yeah, crews and, and don't operate the same way in Hollywood that yeah. he's used to over there. I think, you know, yeah, they know. will be a, a lot of... Uh, people willing to, you know, dive out yeah. of a window with uh, without the aid of like fifty, you know, uh, the wires and and yeah. safety nets, but not in Hollywood. Yeah. Two words: insurance companies. Exactly, and that's the problem. And you, you and can't. it shows with his material. It I does, don't think yeah. he's ever made a uh, a good Hollywood movie. No, I know. Well, it's the same with you get actors as well, though, like Jet Li. 
was was he kicked ass in the best one of the best remakes of any film I've ever seen. If you've seen, have you seen Fist of Legend? It's a it's a remake of the famous Bruce Lee movie Fist of Fury, and it was bloody better than that and he was amazing in that and I could watch it again and again and again that film and then he did a hit he did a lot of these movies he was getting huge he was getting as big as Bruce Lee and he came to Hollywood and he did Romeo Must Die and it fucked him yeah. and he's never mm. been the same it was since weak sauce. he's never been the same since then and everybody went and then he can't go back to his old crew because it's like oh well he's he's lost that because he's expecting more. He's not going to go back to some bloody little cabin while he's filming this Tim Pot little movie on a low budget after that. And equally, Hollywood haven't embraced him because they give him a shot and he failed. Yeah. And you're stuck between two worlds, you see, and then you spend Shame. the rest of your life bloody miserable. So Jet Lee, sorry, Jet. <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? I mean... So, but Abrams, because that was one of his... Um... Was that that wasn't his feature debut, was it, or oh, was it? Because he he got it he got the um, the gig from um, Alias, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, uh, the, maybe was. Yeah, yeah, I think that was his first yeah. feature film. But and by was, the way, it's damn good. He started shooting uh, episode uh, nine today. Saw that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, today. We saw that. Well, we can talk about that after. I mean, we've mm. got literally one minute before we need to go for a break. Oh, now. okay. So, so, so we're... in in wrapping it up, I'm going to say I agree with Kieran, and I would give it God if we could give it eight and a half. I would. I'd, I'll want to err on the side of caution. Eight I'm going to say. I'm going to say eight. Yeah, it was a borderline eight or nine for me, but I settled on eight. I, I'm like that exactly. I, Settling I on thoroughly, seven for me. Seven. I yep. thoroughly enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat, and I appreciated it. It, it had so many touches of, say, Indiana Jones and the um, and let me think now, uh, Temple of Doom, where that that bit with the helicopters, where it just kept cr- crunching down that mm. pathway in the side, just whatever piling you call on, it, on the uh, on top, the, the, oh, the, God, yeah. and the the, the, the remote control. You couldn't get quite get to it, and and I love that. That's what cinema's about for me as a kid. That sort of movie fired me up. It made me forget about everything that was bothering me. Yeah, yeah. So many shifts within one action sequence. You know, it's not just a helicopter chase. Yeah, it's, it goes where you don't expect it to. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did. Because I'm thinking, well, the only way that he's going to stop this guy oh, is by out, committing careful. suicide. Careful. No, I'm not giving anything away. There's a helicopter chase, and I said this guy. Thank you. And I, they, there is a big show up, showdown at the end, and you're wondering, well, Ethan Hunt can only stop this guy if he crashes his helicopter into his, and they're both dead. And even that wouldn't solve the problem, if you remember, because he he needed a device that he had. And you you're actually watching a movie where that well, there's no actual solution here. Everybody's going to die, yeah, but you know they're not. But you don't have the answers in your head as to why how they're going to write the way out of it. I would actually and that's disagree with stuff. you on a point there, but I, oh, don't, I don't want to talk about it. On, okay. Yeah, because that needs to be uh, uh, protected by a spoiler warning. So. Okay. I think we've kind of already hinted enough at the spoilers that between us, you know, we've given it away, haven't we? No. No, I don't, don't think say so. that. No. Well, no. Now we have. I what well, I want to say something though. It was so, something that we were talking about on the on the. Either on the last show because it's hard to remember. Either on the last show or the and other night when we, were having a, when we were having a drink, we were talking about how abysmal uh, England looks. 
yeah. uh, on yeah. in a Hollywood mm. movie. Yeah. It's that that yeah. drizzly aesthetic, that grey, yeah. miserable lens and it yeah. was rife here and i just don't it like it i want to go to the movies except, to escape that except it had one thing that i like there were two things that i really i saw really, a super drug and i was like oh my god I know, no i saw that <laughs> oh, as well god. um i saw a super drug and i was there was no re- <laughs> restoring my faith at that point but no there are two things that i love about movies that that when a movie's got it in it automatically gets three points three points it's either got to be an airship or there's a final sequence near the climax of a movie on a really famous thing like a view to a kill they were fighting on the golden gate bridge yeah i i love stuff like that and i love the fact he's running all across the roof of the of saint paul's cathedral yeah that was cool and then all of a sudden all the raid and the super drugs that were all forgotten about <laughs> yeah I like how there was a bit near the start where it was apparently set in Belfast, but it goes completely the opposite route to that. Like, there's a caption up on screen that says Belfast, and all we ever see is him stood at like his I, desk, and he goes to the door and answers the postman. I thought I thought there was some sort of significance to that because of Belfast's complex history politically I thought oh we're gonna we're up for some big payoff and it was exactly the same later on I was thinking Belfast where, where, where was that then what, what happened how did they get out of Belfast then oh dear they didn't deal with the complexities of the Falls Road that's all I'm saying anyway disgraceful right well it's been great having you on Kieran and Thank you me. need to be here more because it's, yeah. it's nice right. because, but and, and there's been up. a lot less innuendo and now we'll be back soon with with more good stuff. In the irreverent vein of Little Shop of Horrors, now comes Nudist Colony of the Dead, a horror, comedy, zombie, romance musical now in its third month at the Complex Theatre in Hollywood. Nudist Colony of the Dead, with ten totally demented musical numbers and a lot of dead naked dancing girls. We are naked, gay, and free. There's spirituality. There's no need for lust. Gore. Nudist Colony of the Dead performs at the Complex Theater, 6476 Santa Monica Boulevard, just east of Wilcox in Hollywood. Performances are Fridays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m., now through August 27th. Don't miss the show that's being called the Rocky Horror Show of the 90s, Nudist Colony of the Dead. For reservations and information, 818-994-3262. That number again is 818-994-3262. You'll be seen at the Nudist Colony of the Dead. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. All the latest from the fantasy genre. Available from any good newsagent, or you can download to your tablet today. Embrace the Alternative with Fab Radio. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at fabradiointernational.com and... Martin's back and Kieran's gone back up. I've regenerated. Yeah, he has indeed, and and you're not 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 in a good way. No, oh God, I've no. Re- regressed. No, <laughs> no. Poor, poor old Kieran's had to go back. He's upstairs 
making sure that the magazine is is getting ready while yep. we're down here, you see. It's funny you should say that. I'd, he always does remind me a little bit of Tennant. He's got that Tennant wile about yeah. him. Yeah, he's got he's yeah. got a bit of a gangly sort of... Well, uh, I wouldn't say gangly. No, 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 no. no. He's, he's got... He's got uh, it's like swagger. His, his tendrils. His, his, tendrils? Uh, well, gangly that's tendrils. Got that gang- this was meant it. to be a compliment. Stop it. I'm trying testicles. to give him a compliment and you're not letting me. I've just said that he's he's kind of got that David Bowie thing with it you, see, you can't fl- see me doing the thing with the arms because we're on radio he's, he's, he's got yeah, a, yeah, he's got yeah, a, yeah he's got a sort of swagger yeah. yeah he's got them arms that move about and they're expressive and you know yeah he's and if cool. he's listening upstairs he's probably going to yeah. come down go, he's very popular at Fab when you go over there oh, he he's actually I forgot to have a go at him you know that dickhead that caused us all them troubles over there the the I who is Anna Nicole Smith guy who then caused trouble and then I couldn't leave Fab because I was being accused of fucking assaulting someone. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah. yeah, the only fucking reason that he sat at our table and we just let him and went along with it is because we thought that he was one of Kieran's mates and we didn't want to offend oh, him. Oh, I knew he, I knew he wasn't. Well, but, congratulations for telling me, Martin, because day, I didn't know that, and I let him sit there, and it all kicked no, off. No, we, we, we let him sit there because we're being polite, and we're not knobheads. No, I'm a knobhead. If you'd have told me that he wasn't with with uh, with Kieran, I would have said, hi, uh, private conversation going on here, sunshine. That should have been what we said. That should have yeah. been what we said anyway. Yeah, well, that, well yeah, and, and I'm not actually that big a dick being like that because it caught, it stops an argument later on when people insert Wish themselves into your life. Oh, we, well, we had two. We had the sequel, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah, you know. Can they have a balloon? Uh, and, and that was after this show. We went over to Fab for, oh, let's have a nice little friendly drink. All us friends together. We'll debrief. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and there you go. So I'm not blaming Kieran. It's not Kieran's fault. But Kieran needs to know that we trust him. So if there's a weirdo and we think he's with him, we may tolerate him and he may stab one of us. So it is his fault. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Anyway, what, what oh, are we going to talk about now? Because we're back. Oh, oh! By the way, Mission Impossible turns out it's a good movie, Martin. That's I, all I you need so. to know. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. I couldn't hear a thing when I was out there. So, all oh, right. Yeah, you could have gone to the office and listened to it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. means stairs. It's a radio station. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there's you went a to the bog. Yeah, but I didn't go for what for bag. half an hour? I had a quick. Mm. I had a quick wee. Did he have a whale? <laughs> oh, pardon. A what? <laughs> Did he have a whale? No, he strikes me a as a fella who yeah. would. Enjoy a sit on the throne and have a little read. What? <laughs> do you drink alcohol on the toilet? <laughs> no, do you? No. I, I have never done that. What? But why? I said read. You you said a, a drink, a tipple on the phone. No, we didn't. no I didn't. Oh, on the, the throne, sorry. Throne? Yeah. And yeah, a little a tipple, read. A drink, you said. No, a little no. read. No, he didn't. He did say drink. No, he, didn't. he did. He didn't. Right, I'm going to listen back to this. And you know what? I'll officially apologise in an Easter egg at the end of this if, if you're wrong. Good. This could be your. This could be Good. my key. My TARDIS key. This could be. <laughs> yeah. I'm still... I still that, was, that was the teaser. Right. Mm. We, got some, we got a few emails. Yeah, we'll get, get, these him, out, of get the out of the way. Oh, like Brown is saying uh, that oh, he's God. sorry for emailing in. Oh. He didn't know you were going to read it out. And now I've read the thing out that he's... Done. Look, he's spent like 20 minutes while you've been away promoting his other show. Oh, I didn't I do that. 
You're, you're making me like tell them Steve oh, Dave now. Oh, I'm, I'm a little, oh let oh, me Patreon. I've got an email the from Olga. Yeah. Olga. Uh, oh, when is it's your other Olga. show? Your it's much better Oleg. show. Oh, like he didn't he's say he's, that. He's obviously and his name a, is o- uh, excuse me, a meerkat. His name is Oleg, and he. Go on. For What's the next sake. one? Right. If he's if American, he... he's not going to get that reference. So. Right, anyway, thank you for emailing in, and it is my fault for reading it out, but me and Rippers are going to have a chat about it, so it's all good. Anyway, (laughs) Holly's saying, to me, Tom Cruise is amazing, and his films just seem to get better and better. Why does he get so much shit? The mummy. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Anything else? What do you mean? Because he's so oblivious. Edge of... I was going to say Edge of Seventeen. He wasn't in yeah, that. That no. was Haley Steinfeld, and it was I wonderful. Get mixed up as well. It was wonderful. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Or... Oblivion. Very good. Yeah, there you go. Great soundtrack as yeah. well. He's, and, he's and had no, a dud. No, basically. I, I meant the mummy as a dud. There are two things, <laughs> and, and and it's up to no, you. No, I got that. If you don't agree with this, then just say why. I'm just going to say, to me. Tom Cruise became synonymous with sci-fi like Arnold Schwarzenegger did back in the day. He'd often be doing a lot of fantasy genre sort of movies and you'd turn out to see him because he's quite fun to watch and the movies are reasonably good. And it just got to a point where two things happened. I think the superhero squeeze is something I've discussed in my column in the magazine a lot where sci-fi movies... People have only got so much money, they're only going to go and see so many weird-looking movies that, that, that look like a fantasy movie like that. And I think that when you've got this plethora of superhero comic book movies, I think that sci-fi movies have missed out and people are going, oh, well, I need to see the next Marvel movie because I've seen the other five mm. and I've seen this, that and the other. Whereas when you market a very polished, very good-looking sci-fi movie, like the sequel to Blade Runner, for example, it may look amazing, it may may even be a belated sequel, but it's still not a superhero movie and they are huge at the moment now and Tom Cruise sadly that stuff didn't stick until he binned uh, well he was binned by Katie Holmes and the Scientology stuff really 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 became the focus of everything that was written about him and I think that's the problem right both of them the equally. Scientology thing and and the superhero squeeze if you believe this such a thing, it's up to you. I'm, I'm sure. only saying that I that's what I sort of see. Yeah. I, I see very, very, very well-made, competent sci-fi movies that are equally as good as anything Marvel are putting out, and they just fail at the box office. They they cost $250 million to make and, and barely cover that. Um... Whereas Marvel, they'll make... The, they, they're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, being a relatively poor performing movie because it's made 650 million. Right. That's what you're dealing with. Now, if you did a Tom Cruise sci-fi movie, it got 650 million, there'd be five sequels. I think it's more to do with people aren't really... um, uh, They're not really impressed by stars in the same way as they were... uh, In the same way as they've always been impressed by stars uh, up until a certain point. Now it's franchises... That are attractive. Well, I'd, I'll I'll throw one that challenges that. Jennifer Lawrence, the studio, was so sure that they could get people to go to a movie um, 
with her that they marketed Mother as a mainstream horror movie and you had a massive backlash because lots of people went to it just because of her. Mm. You had a riot. I saw, I saw it. So, so it's you a very, very interesting, worthy. W- w- pardon? Star pull? Star pull, star pull. That star pulling power. Well, yeah, but not to the extent that it used to be. People aren't just going to turn up blindly uh, to a uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie, Red Sparrow. No my, one wants to see my it. Mother, no one cares. My mother. Tom Cruise, um, the yeah. mummy. No my, one, no one cares. My mum would, would go to see any movie at the cinema with Clint Eastwood. Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this was very common back in the day, and it's not anymore. So, okay. so, so Tom Cruise being in these weird, quirky little sci-fi movies. Yeah. The only one I can think that really did very well was Edge of uh, Tomorrow. Nearly that didn't 17. do as well as he wanted it to. Be. No, of course no, not. He, no, he thought that was going to be huge. There are but none of these. Word sci- of mouth, though. Word of mouth. Name me a sci-fi movie that's done as well, and and you can't bring Star Wars into this because that's, of course that's not. different. So franchise. Give me a, a sci-fi movie that's approached the poorest take of a Marvel superhero movie or even DC. A, a, a new sci-fi movie? Yeah, well, during the last five years. Well, no, years. They, they don't exist, nor but, should they. But, they they shouldn't. Well, no, they should, though. No, nobody yeah, should be yeah, spending... Yeah, 200, should. You quoted $250 million. Nobody, No studio should be spending $250 million okay. on an untested franchise One, film yeah. in 2018. Yeah, but... but then, it's over. But then, what but about then the Luke Besson one? The... Uh, Exactly. He, he did that, and look where it happened. Yeah. Exactly, uh, Valerian and yeah, the city of a thousand yeah, no, yeah. planets. Yeah, yeah. City it's... of a thousand corpses. <laughs> oh, I'd see that. That's pretty yeah. much how it ended. Oh, see that, yeah. that, that, that's oh, that'd be problem, good. Isn't it? Anyway, I think the biggest successes at the moment are are really, really, really low budget horrors that managed to make. 70 or 100 and, uh, million and the, break, exactly. the breakouts and you know exactly the, the percentage and you don't need a star in those films yeah the most successful production company in the world is uh blumhouse yeah. and look how much they spend on their movies yeah uh relatively nothing oh absolutely yeah. they started yeah. with um actually i can fold this and you into say some they're news. hit and miss but you could say they're hit nah. and miss but they they're all watching nah, 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 they're nah. all watching I, I wouldn't even say that Nine, I'd, I'd say well, nine, some are better than others. Ninety-five percent hit rate on those, yeah, on those movies. Yeah, it all started. It started to go a little wobbly with uh, Jim and the Holograms. I yeah. remember, but I even like that. But today, mm. they announced that they're doing uh, Fantasy Island. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> A right, uh, big right, screen right. fantasy island movie. Did you see the TV show? I, you know what? I don't. I, I wow. never did. I wow. know the uh, uh, you know the, the the famous the famous quote from uh, they, yeah, yeah. somebody or other. Yep. The plane. The plane. The plane. Henry de Villiers. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Who and committed was... suicide on a park bench in New York because his girlfriend finished with him, and he realised that being a little person, he'd never get the kind of love that he really wanted. They were only after his money. The money was running out. He couldn't get work. Everything was desperate, and he just fought to end it all. See, every time bit I try to turn it around, you're talking about the death of having... sci-fi. Right, oh, we've God. all oh, right. got, we've I'm... all got knowledge. Here we haven't go. We, yeah, about stuff. Here we, here we go. Here's a little. 
little bit of a uh, bit of news that should lighten things up. Your Mike, you'll be excited. Fantasy I Island. Was. Fantasy Island by Blumhouse. Christ, right? You think I'm dark? He's probably photographed his grave. Not yet. Have you got the uh, Time Bandits news as well? Because uh, David Rappaport, he killed himself as well. Yeah, okay. There's... Christ, let's just do midget mortality segment. I may as well. This is little people, isn't it? Uh, no, they're just copying. Well, people. no, no. Um, oh. They. Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't want to get no, into actually, that I conversation. Oh, no. To be honest. Time Bandits, uh, Apple, are producing a new yeah. uh, TV show. Yeah. Uh, based on the Terry Gilliam classic. Now, you mean Apple as in the music yeah. company? No, Apple. Apple. Apple, as music. Apple. How old are you? No, Apple Music were George Harrison. Yeah. And he's a massive been, shareholder. Yeah, yeah. Been going for yeah, ages. But, 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 but that's why I got excited because I thought you were George saying Harrison to me was that they back. were bringing. No, I thought they were going to resurrect that brand. Yeah, resurrect Apple Harrison. movies, but have the logo from the old Apple. I remember yeah. it. Right, yeah. Because George Harrison made handmade films because he couldn't make an accommodation with Apple. It was, the, it was there were just two Harrison. apples. Yeah. You remember there was one that was doing <laughs> no, music. No, I don't remember. One the Apple, film. Apple. But right. the fact that you thought right. somebody could bring back Apple. Company. Well, I would though. Apple films, I uh, would because Apple, Apple could do it, and then there'd be no legal problem whatsoever, and they could use the the rights of handmade films because there's a lot of good movies it, in handmade films catalogue. And deny. can I say that you've got to remember that when when they formed a company, the Beatles, they mm-hmm. called it Apple, and then Apple formed a computer company. Then there was a lawsuit, and then it was decided that well, Apple are only making computers and you're involved in music yeah and then there was a second lawsuit when as you realize apple decided oh well let's do some music then oopsie and then it all kicked off and then they had to do a big settlement so yeah well, it's was a complicated it, was it the issue. thing where they also gave away everything in their offices yeah that's true yeah, yeah. I just, I just think you'd appreciate the old uh, Apple. That I the think the Beatles old Apple went, went because bump, they bump. would just on an afternoon stop work and go up on the roof and just do loads of music and have a bit of a do <laughs> and then decide to go and do something else. Oh, was that the uh, the, the famous gig? There on was the lot, there were lots of them. That that, that was fit, one they they orchestrated. To that film, was on the Apple, but they did roof, that yeah. on a re- they did that on a regular basis. That's just like. The, the typical day of us dicking about here and then suddenly someone goes, oh, well, let's film a typical day at Starburst. Oh, and that, then we That'd be to... depressing. We wouldn't actually do anything, would we? No, we not on that no. day, no. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> Time Bandits, uh, Apple, not the original George Harrison company, okay. uh, Apple itself, because as we all know, yeah. they're gearing up now it's to launch... It's great to be penalised de- for knowledge, though, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. It's terrible. Why are you penalised? You? I did. I was penalised. Who by? For you. Come on, man. You were like, oh, look at, listen to him and his outdated concepts. Come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Apple uh, going into production on a lot of uh, TV content because they're going to be launching their own streaming service, aren't they, uh, next yeah. year? Well, they've already had Apple TV. Aren't they? they do? They well, did for yeah. ages, they had that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Apple TV is the device. Yeah. And they've got the subscription services, Apple Music, but yeah. that does give you access to the, the a few TV shows that they've produced so far, but that you you are talking carpool karaoke okay. and Ugh. Planet of the Apps. 
which is a great yeah, time. The, the apps is awesome. It's Who's a great. That? That, is that them? That's Apple, yeah. Oh, wow. Planet uh, of the title, Apps. But I would oh, that's it. brilliant. And I you know what that. it is? It, it's like a dragon's that. den, but for app makers. Mm. And Gwyneth Paltrow was on the panel. Anyway, great, what great style. What does she know about it? Yeah. I don't know. Thank I God know. we've got her her expertise on board. But so they've got Time Bandits, and uh, going back a little while, they announced that they would they picked up uh, Amazing Stories as well. Okay. The anthology show. <coughs> Martin, the anthology show. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. It's been and gone. We've done, we've lost the time. What no, do you mean? No, you have. You've d- do it now. Great that job. was a, a a segue into the link. Well, no, on, because do it. finish your story. Do I? It's finished. No, that was no the story bothered. ended, and then Fantasy Island to you. coming back. Right. My Blumhouse right. and Time Bandits right. is also you know, coming back. Mission Impossible, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Fantasy Island, and Love Boat are two other very, very, very strong um, concepts for television, and that could be extended into movies. I agree totally, and I'm a little bit shocked that. Fantasy Island is not going to be a TV show. Yeah, but can I say Love Boat, Mamma Mia, and the success of the sequel? You could do Love Boat. Someone's sitting on a cash cow right now. Saying mm-hmm. now, yeah. Get Isaac back behind the bar. Love Boat, Jack Jones, before he goes. Does a uh, new version of the uh, theme so love boat that way you know oh, they don't, you they don't do need him <laughs> yeah, yeah you do need him an you want the name one oh, I thought he walked in then I did. come on <laughs> Jack shiver oh, <laughs> I know the words I'm pretending to be interested in love boat because that was one of those shows where on a Sunday night it came oh, on it was it wasn't Sunday night it was Sunday afternoon it was on at quarter past two on ITV it, meant, it just meant the cartoons had ended. <laughs> yeah, because you the didn't good have a stuff heart was for romance. Over. You didn't have the romance in you. Still don't. There was a Renegade me. Of, uh, <laughs> that was me spitting. <laughs> that was good. All right, before, before. I was saying something about anthologies, though, wasn't it? Is it yeah, uh, you were. Uh, oh, Amazing oh, Stories me. was a wonderful anthology it, show. It was. One of my favourites, actually. What's everyone else's favourites? And interestingly enough, Amazing Stories is one of the shows that the uh, they put on Horror Channel. Oh, no way. So that's a double segue. Whoa. And this Sunday at 11 o'clock, the anthology film, The Vault of Horror. We all flipping love that one. I do well. love that. I really do love that. Now, have, you, have you seen it, Chris? No. Oh, that's well, me and Mike love quiet. it. It's, it's oh. Amicus. Now I wish I didn't throw you that Amicus. little uh, segue there. Amicus, oh. the makers of one of my favourite movies. Um, what is it? The Beast Must Die. <laughs> the Beast Must Die. Thank you. Because <laughs> we don't plan this, do we? I know we don't. And, he could have just it, said and Mac had, and me. And, and it had the and werewolf. You gone, yep. Basically, a multimillionaire invites a load of people to the house. He knows one of them's a werewolf and he tries over the period of the movie to find out who it is. And then you're in on this investigation. And then at the end, and this is done, what, he's 73, 72? 74, yeah. I think, that one. Yeah. And it stops about 10 minutes before the end. He goes, this is the werewolf break. You have to decide who is the werewolf and who who isn't, yeah. And and it t- 
ticks around for 60 seconds yeah and then and then the end comes and i'm like that I love it, it blew my tiny mind I it, it blew my mind i love went it. crazy but but you know who did something very similar what william castle yes he did it well he was he he? Yeah. Yeah. homicidal yeah. yeah which was his uh psycho ripoff yeah and they had a fright break brilliant at the end 60 seconds where if you cannot cope with I'm the end of this movie it. leave <laughs> and you'll get See? the money back you I'm know what for it. i predict a uh, a resurgence of that kind of gimmick, you yeah. know, mm. because that's what's missing. Would wouldn't you? Um, can't you see that right now? Well, I think that's yeah. what an audience needs. You know, one of these Blumhouse again. Uh, Blumhouse makes their money from teenagers, basically, yeah. uh, uh, not being able to cope yeah. with sitting in a dark theater, freaking out. They've, yeah. they're, they're you know they're, they're clutching the phones. Yeah. They're giggling away, yeah. in, laughing out at of people, nerves. laughing at people in um, hereditary, getting their head cut off. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, it's all right. Fucking okay. Hell, that was a twenty-four as well. Not not oh. Blumhouse, but the. Yeah. Uh, your... <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. It still stands. Oh, it still stands. Your point still stands. Yeah, it yeah. should do. Yeah, it's but... a cross. It's a cross company point. <laughs> if they introduce that kind of like right everybody talk now oh my god i could see people really embracing that yeah yeah, yeah. get on the phone sweeten it out taking selfies even hitchcock was was enamored of i'm not william saying that's castle. a good idea oh no william castle but, blew so many people away with that that the even hitchcock went oh have you seen what this guy's doing? Right. And when it came to Psycho, he had that big thing where nobody gets admitted yeah. after search at a certain point in the movie. Ten minutes because in he was like trying to protect the end the end of it. You know. And that that's the thing. But you've got to say that this was before the internet. It was before mass media and it was before social media. And can I say that when you had a big outcry over basic instinct because they went, Oh, the main character who's the bad guy is bisexual, so that's an LGBT crime, and we're going to do that. And they were all immediately outside the cinema going, Catherine is the bad guy, she killed everyone, and that's like Rosebud is his sledge, you know. Really? And, and that was back then, did that in happen? 91. Yes, yeah. it did. It happened in 91. Is this another Irving Kirshner situation? It's not, it's a Verhoeven. Have you dreamt this? It's Verhoeven. It's, it's Verhoeven. <laughs> No. It's a Verhoeven movie. No, I know Verhoeven. No, but Paul this Verhoeven. happened. It happened. There was it a did. massive, there was massive a lot. outcry I, I do remember over this. it. But they managed to ruin the end of the film. Whereas, I'm referencing whereas, our Jaws 2 I moment. Know, oh, I right, know, you do no, know. I do know. I'm not stupid. Yeah, I got that. And I'm right on this one. And the Verhoeven, he got attacked for that. And then the, the, the point of it is it was actually irrelevant because they were just trying to prove that she was progressive she didn't see sexuality she was into males females whatever but she just happened to be the bad guy so they all took offense but while it was on its main run they were able to pick it outside the movie and spoiler it with big placards that gave the ending away whereas back in 66 67 whatever we're, castle we're, 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 and we're um, talking a lot earlier. and and uh, yeah well yeah uh, but cycle was 60s uh yeah i think um but but you're talking all the way through that decade there the, were loads of movies that the house and hotter deal and things like that yeah. were late 50s yeah. So, yeah well the 60s uh the the one that i'm mainly thinking of is psycho where 
that nobody was, was outside nobody was outside giving stuff away nobody knew the ending of that film people were genuinely shocked for years and it only became known that Norman Bates was actually the killer <gasps> what um, oh dude I've not even seen Bates Motel yet oh, fucking hell the fact it's called Bloody Bates Motel and not Psycho well, maybe tells you that wolf. it's dealing with something oh, if, else. If yeah. I re- remember rightly, Jesus. I think Hitchcock even had eh? the the book taken off circulation yeah, before the yeah, film came absolutely. out. Absolutely, yeah, he did. Because he wanted and to protect it that much. But you couldn't do it now. I think Peter Benchley you did the same thing. Yeah, but you couldn't do it now. The shark did it. Oh, no, he didn't do that. I'm I heard, saying, I look, heard look, that. I'm you know just saying, I'm trying to point out. Yeah, but he's in Jaws. Uh, yeah, but I can't remember who he played. He's the news reporter on the beach. Yeah. There we right. go. Amity Island has long been known for its clean air, clear water, and beautiful white sand beaches. But in recent days, a cloud has appeared on the horizon of this beautiful resort community. A cloud in the shape of a killer shark. What's the other move? What's the other book that he did? The Deep. Yeah, and what's that about? Giant squid. It's about deep water. No, it's not. It's about about a sea monster, yeah? And it's not a squid or whatever. It's something else. But I'm just trying to say that Peter Benchley... It's a Kraken Reed. (laughs) That's the way he tells them. I like that a lot, actually. All I remember about The Deep is uh, Jacqueline Bissett. Yeah. With that... that, uh, You're the swimming bit at the beginning. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that bit, right? So, So... we are not trying to get to say to you. We're not trying to say to you if you like Jaws that you need to see the deep because they filmed it, yeah, and yeah. it was a box office fucking disaster. Yeah. I hear it. I, and it was from the author of Jaws. Irving yeah. Kirshner yeah. did it, didn't he? No, he fucking didn't do it. <laughs> Listen, he was on set, and there's photos of him on set, and that's all. That craft to say. services. <laughs> not at all listen listen but i'm just pointing out that peter benchley the author of jaws decided he's just gonna write some books about sea monsters and that's it it's like those guys who write bigfoot erotica i, d- I didn't know about this till you pointed it out yeah, no, I don't, yeah. it's I all the rage now it. isn't it well believe it. do you not remember the well, can't believe it have you fi- seen have you seen this yeah no but we did that feature about the uh, about the dinosaur mm, stuff the guy yeah. who who who, who does stuff with dinosaurs, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it's, well it's, it's all of it, though. Chuck, Chuck Tingle, yeah, I'm sure Ed will back me up on that. that's just weirdos. This, this but is no one supported. knows who he is. Yeah, but he's, this... He's a non-diplume. The, the weird sexual Bigfoot stuff is done by... It, it's done by an author that, that's mates with, or certainly uh, hangs around with, a load of really powerful right-wing politicians. And they are, they are being outed for it. And I've got to say, they're not exactly falling from grace either, quickly. Well, that's, you know, that goes to what we were saying before about the people that are trying to get dirt on other people. Now, two weeks of sex, uh, weird sex as well. Q and on. I'll tell you what, it's an idea you were banging on before about your, uh, your other show, your better one. A Mancunian candidate. I you could actually do. On. I give, no, I've got an idea. Bringing emailed in. I, I do not have time to read these emails. I've not got a producer. And and you, I just want to make this clear now that there is not a guy in the other room reading these emails like you get everywhere else. And then he filters them and he goes, "Oh, I think you should read this and you should read that yeah. and that." How amazing would he's that not, be? He's no, not Chris Evans. I read them and then you distract me 
during the break with some conversation about stuff that's been going on. I know I do, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then I haven't read them. No, but all I was saying yeah. is the perfect op- opportunity Bloody hell. to do a little crossover episode. Yeah. And on tomorrow's episode of uh, The Mancunian Candidate, you can talk about this politician and his uh, big I will foot do. fetish. I will and then do. you can give us some love. I will do. From yeah. the other side. I do. Yeah. T- I mention this show every time I'm on there. Can I plug I my show? But then they turn up. You all, <laughs> yeah, I always mate. let you do that. I always let you do that. I'm only teasing. Right, go on then. Go yeah. on then. Tuesday night, it's on the rock and roll, 7 till 9. Good music. Had James on this week. Yeah. Who? Interview. Interview. Mm. With what, who? Really? Yeah. With James. James who? The, it was the, the guitarist. James Corden. Oh, Flip God, off. that bell- belland bloody I, would, that, I wouldn't even entertain him. Oh, no. dear. This is the guy who follows them everywhere. If they've got seven gigs on in the UK, he goes to each I one. Don't. Yeah, you do. Can't bloody afford it. Yes, you do. You go to a lot of them. So, Used can to. we get the show back on track and on. Uh, have a little bit of news? Yeah, absolutely. Can I do these emails? Because these are really good. Right. (sighs) I try. I do try. Jesus, it's like an asylum tonight, isn't it? Right. This is without any beer. Trish has emailed in, and she's saying, I thought I would email in first time ever. Thank you for emailing in, Trish. Thank you. Um, At times I feel quite lonely as I am received as a geek and a weirdo. Right, I'd better read the rest of her email now. See, Trish, you get why that's funny. No, I'm only kidding. She says, at times I feel quite lonely as I'm received as a geek and a weirdo, but I feel at home listening to you a lot. You make a real difference to my life. Thank you, Trish. That's touching. That, and that not in the way Chris is doing at the moment. Makes it worth turning up. It really does. It is that. brilliant. No, because at the end of the day, we like to talk about a load of weird crap and then you feel like, oh... Uh, and we're quite open to people coming joining to? us unless they're dickheads. Absolutely. <laughs> J-Lo, and it's J-A-L-O, before you do the gag about J-Lo again. Yo, good show, J-Lo. Cool. I can't do that with my name, can I? I can't go, oh, good show, Maiko. You could do Nah, it'd be look rubbish, wouldn't it? It would look rubbish, but you oh, could do it. Oh, your brother's back. Oh. Hey. Not heard from him all night. I thought he was asleep or something. Uh. Uh, Russ is saying, uh, evening chaps. Russ Unsworth says, uh, Guardians 2 is a poor sequel. Mission Impossible is a fun franchise. Just sit back and enjoy. John Woo loved the Better Tomorrow series. Yep. Part 2 yep. shown at Black Sunday in Ashton years ago. Chow, young, fat, brilliant mm-hmm. till he yep. came to big budget USA movies. Yes. Keep Same it up, Woke. chats. Doolu, doolu. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Pink Flute. No, he was going to do Oh, okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is what he did the last week. Do you remember when I went, I am Mama, I me and Mama, Mama, whatever, and then he's going, oh, Mama Mia too, it, wasn't it? It was, it was Mama Mia, here we go again. He's probably doing it yeah. all off his iPhone. So yeah, it's... in, in, uh, yeah. Do, do, do. And he did the pink flute in, in place of Martin because he, he maybe thought he wasn't coming back. Mounty's here. Hey. Evening, people. Not seen Fallout yet. It's a bit poorly and immobile at the oh, moment. No. Leg problems. But mm. can't wait to get to see it. Hopefully at the weekend. Ghost Protocol is still my favourite. Absolutely. Yeah. Brad Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly my favourite action film ever. And I have high hopes that Fallout will come pretty damn close. I You will not be disappointed and i've got to say the toilet bit get ready for it when it starts it's going to be ace high hopes 
Not the same kind of toilet bit as when you went to see Logan, though. Let's. <laughs> That's different, though. Yeah, very it? different. Yeah. You had a big toilet. There the was big a big. There was there. a big toilet bit then. There yeah. was a big toilet bit. Mm. Look, I was quick <laughs> considering. Mm, well, I don't I know. I was quick. I did, there were a few people dead when I got back. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> he only um, wiped a beige. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he says high hopes for Ant Man and the Wasp too, and he went get it like a joke because they're high, because they're not high, because they're you know low. And I'm annoyed about that because I'm hearing lots of things, and I have to keep blinking myself away and blanking it all out and filtering Oof. it all out because they got it so much before us because of the bloody World Cup. Yeah, so very annoying. rare. That's very why that annoying. email before really irked me. Yeah. Oh, have you got a football team in there? No, they wouldn't they, they wouldn't make it out alive, mate. Oh, God, God. JJ Francis. Oh, this is someone I like. Always there for us. Question, what decade made the best films? Um, Off the cuff. Well, I mean, we're all of a certain age. 90s. No way. No, absolutely. 90s you, or that, the 60s. That blows me away that you instantly go to the 90s. No, because I loved the... It was the beginning of, and don't you start, Tarantino. Yes. It was the beginning of a lot of, of, of waking up to certain facts you will about abso- cinema. If, if, you, if you go through the 90s, you will absolutely find at least one stone-cold classic a year. Yeah, I know, yeah. Especially towards the end. So I think 1999... Go then? Who? You. No, I'm just surprised. Why? Because I thought we were all going to... Well, I thought Martin would say well, 60s. Well, mine would be 60s or, My, or 90s. I was going to say 70s. Right, and I would say 80s. Uh, only because it's... 80s, it's, they're a bit... They're all a bit funky and reliant on yeah. a, a cool 80s synthy soundtrack, a lot of them, aren't they? You well, know? I know, but Do that's... Do not think? But that's, what, that's, fine, that's what I love. Okay. I love that. And you, you look at the filmmakers now, a lot of them, and they're, they're, they're resurrecting that aesthetic, aren't they? Look, I mean, you can't that just... Mood. You can't just... I think that, that the success and your affection for Soul Man is um, tainting your never passion seen it. for the for the eighties. I've never seen That's it. That's the problem. See Thomas Howell. Never yeah, seen well, it, mate. Right, that he I've took seen... some tanning pool, pills, and then he gave you a a one hour and forty minutes of what it's like to be a black person in America. I know, shocking. But you know what else is shocking? Finger on the pulse. All the John Hughes movies, yeah. pretty much all of them, all the high school ones. Yeah. If you watch those now, my God. Christ, what? what it's it, it's shocking the 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 humour, the inappropriateness of the humour. Breakfast Club, like, Breakfast well, Club, still. But but the, it's Ferris Bueller it's, though. Ferris Bueller is. Um, well, t- t- f- with that one, you've just got my my hatred of uh, f- the fourth wall bl- breaking. There, ugh. I don't know I don't, how you can do that. We we break the fourth wall all the time. We are the biggest well, no, breakers not... of the fourth what wall. Do you mean? We don't even have one here. <clears throat> no, we're supposed even... to be doing a job as radio presenters. I don't even understand and we're that. constantly acknowledging we're not the fact into the that camera. it's a mess. Are we? Yeah, we are. We are. What? We just don't have one. It's this, this is, is there a script? Is it, wait. The fact that you've just said written? that proves my point. Are we written? Yeah. You know. This is blowing oh, my mind look, right you now. you said that wrong. Let's do this again. Anyway. No, I'm, pretty much, I'm talking about the, uh, the you know... Uh, the stuff like 16 Candles, that is very, 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 very problematic. Okay. Um, uh, some kind of wonderful... Oh, good. Good God. Okay. Anyway, 
Anyway, yeah. here yeah. we go. So thanks, JJ. Uh, we didn't give you any answer there. And no. Martin, uh, as an as, have you said? 70s. He, he 70s. Got it wrong. Why though, 70s? 70s. Explain though. Don't I, just say it. I, I, I like the aesthetic of a lot of the horror films that came from the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deathline, stuff like that. Yeah. But you were you were more than happy with the 60s with Hammer. I love 60s. I, I actually love okay. the 30s. You see. I love the 30s universal films and some of the archaeo oh, stuff. Oh, well, no, came I get then. that and all. That, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, Christian Jones. Oh, hello, sir. Hello, chaps. With the new Creepshow TV series announced and yet another incarnation of the Twilight Zone coming next year. Oh, bloody hell. Could we be seeing a resurgence of the anthology shows? Do the anthology thing now. There we go. (laughs) Well, well, Martin certainly seems to think so. We love anthology films. Did I mention the Horror Channel have got... uh... Vault of Horror on them. Well, you you tell everybody. Yeah, we I think did. he did. We did. I think he did. I think we he did. covered it. Yeah. The teasing me, Christian. The teasing me. Actually, um, uh, there's uh, another one. Uh, Amazon are doing one with uh, Lena Waithe. You'll have seen her in uh, Master of None. Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. Oh right, I thought you were like lean away. Lean away. Like, something bad going on. Up. You don't want to smell this. Uh, she was <laughs> in. Uh, she was in Master of None. Brilliant in Master of None. Okay. Absolute shite in Ready Player One. Oh. Uh, but for that, I blame Spielberg. That was a hideous movie. Uh, it's just embarrassing. Embarrassing for do, everyone do you involved. You know what? I don't give in to peer pressure, but there's always movies you've got to see each week, and there's always one that gets squeezed out. And your hatred of that mm-hmm. has made me to the point where, when it was on release during the final weeks, I'm still going, "Oh, I can't be bothered." No, I, I kind of think I might enjoy this, so I might as well see that. But, but, you know, but you're know. only saying that because like you were so busy anyway. Uh, I was, and, I, and I could have probably seen one or two movies. Exactly, so I, that one got squeezed out. I wouldn't have. But but if you've got somebody normally you you if you were just saying oh it wasn't quite for me i didn't really enjoy it i'd be like that but you were so down on I it absolutely I thought, hated Shit, it. Yeah. it must be there must be something wrong with that i can i, back, I can back it. it up as well i'll watch it on right cody now. no don't watch it on cody it's well, out well, soon once chris gives you the codes yeah i will i'll get it send me a link after Anyway, yeah, um, Amazon. There, there, there. Yeah. Go, they're leaning yeah. into the anthology horror yeah. as well. Like yeah. she's a she's a Emmy winning writer and uh, uh, actor as well. It's the way yeah. to go. It's your know, short yeah. stories are great. Yeah. Ed, oh yeah. Well, talking of short stories, Ed Fortune as just uh, our literary editor has it, just he's, emailed. He's literally in. our literary. Indeed, editor. and he's just said uh, the people with dwarfism I know prefer dwarf because the condition is called dwarfism. <laughs> D W A R I S M, Dwarzes, Dwarzim. How do you how do you pronounce that? D W A R I S M. I can't pronounce that, no. Ed. Seriously. That's why we call. You them need to pronounce people. that anyway. Uh, and dwarf sounds cool, though. Martin's spot on with just people. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a friend who, who's of of limited height. And you know, yeah. I wouldn't consider him. Yeah, and then as, as an outcast from. But, uh, yeah, but he's not. He's not though, is he? He's Willy just a short guy. He's not like. He's not like you know. He he's he. You couldn't do a reality show with him, could you? 
Uh, yeah, they would do nowadays. Which, have you seen all these? Now, there was Little Women, and then Little Women um, New York came along, and then Little Women then was rebranded as Little Women of whatever town that was. And there's five of these shows now. There's loads of these shows. Is it, there's is Little it, Women San Francisco, Little Women New York, Little Women. And the is whole it based point on the book? of it, I. No. Oh. No, it's not. It's about little women who are struggling to find the way in the world and and can i say if you think that there is anything uh, wrong with this format you're probably right because most of them are in a job where they're strippers or they're a little britney spear imitator or they're whatever basically they're dancing in front of people laughing at them uh, and taking quite a lot of the clothes off yeah Right. Anyway, so there you go. Just and in case you thought we'd moved on in the last hundred years. Are you watching um, this on Men and Motors or something? I don't. It comes on on Lifestyle because I like watching this show that is uh, Mystery Diners because I like to send people into Fab and into Satan's Hollow mm. who are my uh, people that I know who then do stuff and, and find out how the staff are behaving. Yeah, And then they have no idea that's going on unless they're listening to this now and then I've destroyed my entire business. But the, yeah, uh, Every but, single business in the yeah, world has yeah. mystery shoppers, of course, Mike. Yeah. You don't need and, to worry and about that. I love mystery diners because they send them into a restaurant where this guy's going, and my takes down, everything's struggling, I'm hearing loads of bad stuff, and they put cameras everywhere, and it's always hideous. But they get the it's clue, brilliant. the fact that there's loads of cameras everywhere. Everywhere. They're not. They do you really think that they're putting them on show? Yes. No, they're not. They do. It's no, all they're not. Up. It's not. Have you heard it? I have. But can yeah. we end the show anyway? Yeah. Ed Fortune says Thank we you. covered it in the column about three months ago, but it's also meant that Amazing Stories magazine is coming back as well because of the money they're getting from the TV show. Uh, oh, Mac interesting. And, Mac and me was shite. <laughs> yep. Paul Rudd likes it though. There you go. Wow, it's weird. No, it's a look, weird look film, that up. Though, look that it? up on YouTube. It's a weird Paul film Rudd, because of the wheelchair and all that, isn't it? Yeah, what well, and the fact that it was sponsored by McDonald's. That's the least of the problems. I really? mean, look, if McDonald's sponsored some amazing art house movie that touched me, that did did wonderful things, that was a great movie. I that half of it was set in McDonald's. Yeah, well, that's the problem. There's a lot of problems mm-hmm. with that film. Yeah. If you really, really want to do it. Do you want to... F- do- right, we'll do two screenings in Manchester. The first one, Greasy Strangler. The next <gasps> one, Mac and Me. Do it. Double bill. Yeah, double bill. Double bill. Double bill. Double bill. Free drinks. Yeah. Free drinks. Anyway, we're out of time. I've been Mike. He's been Martin. And he's been Chris. And we will see you absolutely next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found Here the legends of time All the handiworks remain Only the dreamer
listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester. This is the werewolf break. Have you guessed who the werewolf is? Is it Paul Foot? Jan? Davina? Dr. Lundgren? Caroline? You have 30 seconds to give your answer. up your mind. Let's see if you're right. David, please, please let me help you. I love you, David. Hello, this is Mike Royce and I am addressing the issue where I promised that I would give an apology if I had misheard something. So here is the statement that Chris made about what Martin was getting up to in the toilet. You know, Ethan strikes me as a fella who would enjoy a sit on the throne and have a little read. What? As you can hear, he accuses Martin, I'd rather suggest that Martin might be, and I quote, a person who likes a sit on the throne and a little read. And I misheard it, and I thought, he said, a sip and a little read. And I get that that is a bit of a stretch to uh, suggest then that I heard that he was drinking alcohol whenever he goes for a dump. I get that. That's uh, a bit of a stretch. So I will issue half an apology. I'm very sorry, and I'll try to listen more carefully next time.